When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want a new start for me and my son. It's time to start a new chapter. Love, is it just a word? It's about how you show up. Sometimes things don't go the way you plan. I'm not the one who's causing all the damage around here. The only way we're going to change Chicago is if we do it from the inside. I came here because my choice was simple. Live or die. My species is dying. Why are you telling me this? You are vital to the mission. Go. Take him. Now. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. Our guest today is the former unified light welterweight champion of the world. He's the former WBC welterweight champion of the world. He's known as Danny Swift Garcia. Swift, I feel like it's been ages. Welcome back to the last stand. Well, thanks for having me on. I think it's my first time on here, right, Brian? Uh, yeah, it's my I first mean, time or my it, second time? Second time. I think we had you right before oh. the Errol Spence fight. Oh, so all right, cool. It's, yeah, it's been it's, too it's, long. So it's been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been too long. Uh, listen, right. so July 30th, you're back in the ring. I think what's been almost, what, a year and a half or something like that away from the – why so long, Danny Garcia? I just felt like I needed some rest, to be honest. Um after the Spence fight, I kind of felt like I was a little bit mentally tired and physically tired. I felt like I just needed a time away to miss the sport and come back. And I feel like in this sport, you have to be hungry. If you're not hungry, then you shouldn't be in the sport. So I just needed time away to miss the sport, regain my hunger, and come back strong. Uh, so now you're coming back, but now you're coming back at 154 uh, and taking on Jose Benavidez, not 147. Uh, why the move up in weight? Well, I feel like, you know, I want to title at 140. I want to I title at 147. And my, my dream and my goal in boxing was to be a three-division world champion. And I just want to be great, just like all the other great champions, like Cotto, Duran, you know, Shane Mosley, Oscar De La Hoya, all those guys went up. And I feel like, you know, I'm 34 years old now. I don't want to put that strain on my body worrying about losing weight. I want to go in the gym, be able to use my experience, feel good, feel strong, and that's what I've been doing. Um, listen, you you were accomplished at, at 140. Hell, you were a unified champ there. Um, you fought nearly everybody at 147, uh, and this is uh, no disrespect at all uh, to Jose Benavidez, but you know folks are going to say there's so many big names at 154. Great fighters at 154. Why not fight one of them in your uh, debut at 154? 
Well, that that's you know that's my goal. My goal is to go fight you know the big names. But this is my first fight at 154, so I want to see how my body feels. I want to test my skills at a new weight class, and I feel like this is a great matchup. It's a great fight, you know, Mexican versus a Puerto Rican at the Barclay Center. He's been around for a while. I believe he was the WBA regular champion when I was the super champion at 140. So we've been we've been in the, in this game a long time. So I know who he is. He knows who I am. And I and the fans the fans know him. So I feel like it's a great fight. Uh, you were a big puncher at 140, no doubt. I mean, you were clubbing guys. Uh, 147 guys said, "Hey, look, Danny Garcia hits hard." Do you think though the power will carry to 154? Absolutely. I feel like I actually lose power when I lose weight. When I'm in the gym and I'm I'm strong, I'm feeling healthy and I'm not losing weight, I'm hurting guys in the gym. You know, they feel my power. I'm physically strong. You know, my stamina is better. So I feel like I actually lose weight. I mean, I lose power when I go down in weight. From a fighting style perspective, will we see a different Danny Garcia at 154? I definitely want to be smarter. I definitely want to be smarter. I want to, you know, I want to be faster. Um, I want to use my experience. You know, I got a lot of experience. I've been in a lot of fights, a lot of championship fights. So now I just feel like I'm the complete package. I got to go in there and just use all my tools. Sometimes I feel like I don't use all my tools. This time, you know, I feel like I'm well rested. My brain is sharp. And I just want to go in there and use everything I got, all my tools, all my tricks. And I know people always say this too, like, man, if Danny, the work rate, if he would throw more, will we see Danny Garcia throwing more at 154? Well, definitely. You know, that's the, the um, I definitely want to use my jab more. I feel like if I use my jab a little bit more, that'll help my, my punch count. Because I throw a lot of power punches. I throw a lot of power punches. I just got to use my jab a little more. And I feel like that'll up my, that'll up my punch rate about 10 to 15 punches around. Like, you know, if I'm 30, 40, I throw, I'll be throwing 60 punches around or 70. You know what I mean? So I think it's just the small things that'll help my punch, my punch count. But like, uh, even in my last fight, when I fought Spence, you know, people say, yo, Danny, Danny really didn't let his hands go. When I checked the punch stats, it said I threw 700 punches. That was my career high. <laughs> so I was like, you know, <laughs> how much punches they want me to throw? But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Uh, Jose Benavidez uh, talked to the media about this fight, and, and he said, quote, this is a Mexico versus Puerto Rico matchup. Both of us have something to prove. It's going to be a great fight for the fans. I feel strong. I know I will end this one on fight night with a knockout. I'm bigger and stronger than he is, and come July 30th, he's going to see the difference in the power between us, end quote. Uh, what's your response to that? Nah, I have to disagree with that. He's not stronger or bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? So I have to completely disagree with that. I feel like I'm the stronger man. I hit harder. I don't know how much KOs he has, but I know I got a lot of KOs. I knock higher, um, better opponents out, champions out. And, you know, they all say the same thing. They all say they're strong. They all say they're fast. They all say this and that. But when they're in there with me, it's a completely different story. Um, listen, we had Tony Harrison on the show. And first of all, let me just say this. He said he loves Danny Garcia. He says, I absolutely love him. And I would love to be in the share the ring with him. He says he's fiending to get in yeah. the ring with you uh, at 154. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious, who's on Danny Garcia's 
154 hit list, though. Well, you know, like I said, I like to fight all the champions, even like Tony Harrison. He, it'll be a great fight for me. You know, he's been around for a while. He's, he's a former champion, so I feel like he earned his stripes, and, you know, that would be, that would be a great fight in the future. Um, anybody at 154, um, Lara's c- called me out. I heard him call me out, so I think that I think he has a belt at middleweight, so we we could do that fight. Or um, any of the champions. Well, there's only one champion, right, Charlo. So if you you know, so whoever. My my dream is to be a three division champion. So in order to be a champion, you got to fight and beat the best. So there's really no secret to it. You are right. There is one only one champ at 154. Let's be honest, and that is Jermel Charlo. He's the undisputed champion. How would you see, I mean, you know, because Mel's been there a while. How would you see a Charlo-Danny Garcia fight playing out? I think that's a big fight. I think that's a big fight, you know. You know, respect to him, though. You know, I saw him and his brother coming up. We used to, we were signing Golden Boy. I remember seeing him in the in the back of the locker room. We are all fighting on the undercards and making our way to the top. So I have nothing but respect for those guys. They, you know, they earned it. They earned it, so... But um, I, I feel like, you know, that that's definitely a big fight. I feel like any fight with Danny Garcia is a big fight. So it's just all about making the fights happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you, listen, you are one of the few fighters who has done extremely well uh, outside of the ring. That's why I, I, I really admire some of the things that you've done. I mean, not only, look, you've got the clothing line, you've got businesses, you've got real estate. It's, it's Let's be honest. Danny Garcia doesn't have to fight it anymore if he doesn't want to. Um, I guess the question is, is Danny Garcia still a hungry fighter? Definitely. Uh, like I said, um, during this break in, in my boxing career, you know, since the Spence fight, like I was, I felt like I was tired. I was mentally tired. I felt like I just, I didn't feel like I had the energy, you know, to do it. And um, one day I just woke up and I realized like, I'm a fighter. This is what I do. This is what I love to do. I was born to fight. You know, it just dawned on me. It's like, you know, like Warren Buffett, he does stocks. He's 90 years old. He's still, that's what he does. You know, Trump does real estate or whatever. So I'm a fighter. This is what I do. And this is what I love to do. And I just, I've been boxing for 24 years. This is all I know. It's what I love to do. I love to compete. And there's no greater feeling than winning a a big fight or a championship fight. And listen, I love I love hearing that because you know you know the naysayers they're going to say, oh my gosh, Danny Garcia is back. He's just using this, or he's coming back just to fund his businesses and things of that nature. <laughs> it sounds like to me like no, I, I got a hunk. I missed it. Yeah, I missed the sport. Yeah, I miss I missed the competition. Yeah, definitely, I'm a fighter. And in this sport, you just can't fight for checks because that's how you get hurt. You have to come. There's hungry lions out there. There's people who want what you want. You know, Jose Benavides, he wants what I want. And this is not the sport where you come just fight for money because that's how you get hurt. You know, my, my, my goal is always to be the best and fight the best and win. And like I said before, I'm a fighter. This is what I do, and this is what I love to do. And that's why I'm, I'm fighting in the ring. Because like you said, you know, we don't, have to, we don't have to fight no more if we don't want to, but I do it because I love it. And this is what I was born to do. You talked about the Spence fight, and I heard a lot of this uh, chatter after the Spence fight. Guys would say, especially guys in the sport, they would say, listen, Danny Garcia's father has done a wonderful job with him, but I believe for him to go at another level, he needs uh, maybe a more experienced trainer uh, added to his team. W- w- what do you say to that? You know, everyone's always going to say what they want to say, you know. Um, 
But when we were winning all the world titles, he was the he was trainer of the year and everything. And then you know, as soon as you lose a fight, people say, "Oh, you need a new trainer." It's just like Canelo; he lost his last fight. You know, he has two losses. He has two draws. What's the next thing they're gonna say about him? He needs a new trainer too. So I feel like you know, boxing is really not about who's the best. It's about who you got the most chemistry with. It's who you can build with, who you can trust. Boxing is about trust. It's not really about a trainer, you know, because if there's no chemistry, it's not going to work. Even if you do get a better trainer, if the chemistry is not there, then it's, you know, you probably have a worse result. So I just, I just feel like believe it's the, who you start with is who you finish with, and that's who you build with, and you just learn together because you never stop learning. In boxing, you never stop learning. You know what I mean? So we just continue to keep learning every day. You mentioned the Errol Spence. It has been, what, basically a year and a half since we've seen you in that fight. You know, Errol was coming off the car accident. And I remember when we, we had talked before that, you said, man, I'm catching this guy right at the right time. Um, when you look back on that fight and you looked at the video, what, what happened that night? What do you think happened that night? You know, it was just, I don't know. You know, I felt good. I felt going, good going into the fight. I felt like I had a great training camp. But, you know, he's, he's a great fighter. You know, everything everything looks easy from the outside. But I feel like I feel it was a great competitive fight, to be honest. You know, we on the punch stats, we both landed the same amount of power punches. And like I said, the difference in the the difference in the in the fight was just the, the, the jabs. And that was it. But other than that, I felt like it was a great competitive fight and back and forth action. And it happened with two champions going at it. And, you know, the result was the result. What do you think about uh, him not only coming back from that accident, fighting you, and then going right to Ugas, uh, and and the way he's looked since the accident? No, he's looking good. You know, he's he's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. So, yeah, what he did to Ugas, that was that was that was that was crazy because he he kind of punished him. He treated. I didn't think he was going to do that like that. You know, he basically beat him every round, beat him down every round. And that's just to show you, you know, he's, he's a great champion. You can't take none away from him. Hmm. Listen, your perspective on this is is great. And I, I can't wait uh, to hear your perspective on this because you've been in the ring with Errol. Now, you know, he's agreed to fight Bud Crawford. Uh, that looks like it's going to go down in October. You, you fought and beat Bud Crawford, if I'm not mistaken, twice in the amateurs. How do you think that fight's going to play out? Yeah, we fought twice in the amateurs, but it was one and one. I thought I felt like I won both. Okay. I felt like I won both, but it okay, was one there and you one. go. Yeah, but it corrected yeah, one and one. Yeah. So how how do how do you see that fight between Errol Spence and Bud Crawford playing out? You know that's a uh, that's a great matchup. Like I said before, I feel like Spence is the bigger welterweight. He's the bigger, stronger guy. He throws a lot of punches. He's you know, he's stronger, he's physically stronger. And then I feel like Crawford's the more, I would say he was probably the more talented guy, you know, probably more skill. And um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see um, how Spence fights on another southpaw like him. You know, I feel like Spence is, one of his big advantages is him being the big guy, being southpaw with a big jab. So he's never fought a southpaw, you know, the skill level like Crawford, even though he's right-handed, but he's for most of his fights he falls southpaw. So I just feel like this fight's going to come down to um, whoever wakes up or whoever feels better on that day, and whoever believes in itself more that day. That's going to 
who, that's who's going to win because both guys are mentally strong. Both guys are skilled. And I feel like whoever wants it more and feels better that day is going to win it. Yeah, and, and I think we'll probably find out uh, which one of those guys have got a, uh, a hell of a chin because they both can throw some some serious leather, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like um, Spencer's strong. He's a strong puncher, but Crawford throws the shorter punches. The shorter punches. So it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Spencer's busy and then Crawford's probably going to be picking his spots and trying to get in his rhythm. I can see. It, just, I, it depends who gets off on the, first, on the better, you know, ahead. If Crawford gets ahead starts controlling the fight with a jab and backing Crawford up, then I can see Spence winning. But if, I, if, if Spence goes in there, I mean, if Crawford goes in there and finds a rhythm, then it might be, it might be a, you know, a W for um, Crawford. Hmm. If you can, give me, what, what was the, what's the difference between Danny Garcia at 140, Danny Garcia at 147, and now the difference between Danny Garcia at 154 compared to Danny Garcia at 147. Well, I, I, I'm gonna say there's no difference, but you know, 140 Danny Garcia, um, you know, he was young, he was, you know, he was relentless, he wasn't scared to bleed. <laughs> 147, the same thing, you know, just I never been afraid to be great, you know, I never been afraid to fight the best fights because I always felt like I was the best anyway. So I never felt like it was a risk for me because I knew I belonged there. So, you know, so at 147, it's the same thing, you know, big heart, determination, great fighter. And 154 is just, you know, all the experience I've been through in my life at 140 and 147, all the championship, all the great fighters. Now this is more of a seasoned Danny Garcia. You know, this is more of a smart Danny Garcia uh, beating, beating fighters with my brain, you know, instead of, you know, uh, fighting with um, anger and stuff like that. So it's still going to be that relentless Danny Garcia, but it's going to be a lot. I want to beat my fighters in, in fashion now. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer, and our new podcast partner is Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy, and I got to say, I really love it. Uh, Athletic Greens, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, it has that really mild kind of tropical taste. And I'm telling you, you're going to like it. So what is Athletic Greens? But I'm going to tell you one delicious scoop of AG1. And you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And it contains less than one gram of sugar. There are no GMOs. And no nasty chemicals or artificial anything at all while still tasting good. And it supports better sleep quality, recovery time, and also supports your mental clarity and alertness. AG1 is a small micro habit of big benefits. And it's the one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And it's lifestyle friendly. So uh, whether you eat keto, paleo, you're vegan, you're dairy-free or gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day. And additionally, for every purchase, uh, AG1 is donating to organizations to help get nutritious foods to kids in need. In fact, no kid hungry here in the U.S. Well, in 2020, Athletic Greens donated $1.2 million to kids. Now, look, we're going to make this thing simple. 
because Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Again, athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Take ownership of your health and get yourself Athletic Greens. You've had, uh, and you, when you look at your record, and obviously you had tremendous highs, when you look at the losses, some of them have been so razor thin. Yeah. Is there one fight, when you look back on your career, you said, man, if I had one do-over, it would be that fight right there. You know, I um, like you said, the Thurman and Porter fight, those are extremely close fights. You know, like one round difference in the fight is mine, both of them. So, um, you know, I, I, I really don't have no regrets in my career because, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that's everything you go through in your life is what makes you a great champion, is what builds your character and shows you who you are outside of the ring. You know, so I, I love the process. I, I love everything about my career, and I wouldn't change nothing. Hmm. Uh, lastly, w- one of the things that we, we always like to ask guys now, is there, can you go back to any fight that you had and you laugh about it now and you say, man, if fans knew what really happened either before the fight, leading up to the fight or whatever, boy, uh, can you give us some insight into something that happened at one of your big fights that fans knew nothing about uh, that we can laugh about? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, Man, you mean like inside of the ring or like outside of the ring or – it could be anything. I, I'll tell you what, like, I, I, I'll give you an example. Oscar De La Hoya we had on, and Oscar De La Hoya said, I guess when he was fighting Sugar Shane Mosley, he said, after the, the weigh-in, he said, they went to some uh, Mexican restaurant as boys, and he said, I ate some clams. And he said, bruh, them things messed me up so bad. He said, going into the fight, my stomach was so jacked oh, yeah, up. Yeah. And I knew the fight was big. I couldn't do anything about it. Right. And he said, man, he hit me with a couple of body <laughs> shots. And he said, needless to say, he said he threw them shorts away after oh, that that's fight. Crazy. So <laughs> that was that was the one that he thought about. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's well, what yeah. I'm saying. Anything crazy yeah, I that happened. like that before. Um, I was juicing, like, you know, to make the juices, like the blender. So I was doing that the whole entire camp. And then uh, I was fighting Guerrero. And then when I got to L.A., there were no juicing bars. So I went, I went back to, like, drinking regular juices and stuff. And the day of the fight, I just kept, I was throwing up all day. I was throwing up. I didn't eat all day the day of the Guerrero fight. I didn't gain no weight. I think I went into the ring, like, 148 pounds. So I was actually sick before wow. that fight. Yeah, because my body was going through a withdrawal because it was so used to the vitamins and everything. And then when I couldn't get the, the right nutrition... I was just throwing up all day. So that that was one of those fights where I was I was sick and I still fought and I actually did good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Yeah, you did. You, you yeah. did because Guerrero. And that was in the early stages of the PBC exactly. too. That one was, year in. Yeah, when it, it was 2016. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Danny, for everybody who watches the show, we let them submit questions through social media. We got a lot of them for you, but we'll just get to a few here. Uh, this first one comes from Kilo uh, from Twitter. He says, listen, I don't have a question. Just let Danny know I rock with him. I'm a huge fan. Been following his career uh, since 140. 
always fought the best, and I just can't wait to see you fight. Uh, that's from Kilo. Thanks. Um, Nish, uh, Nellius says, um, what will you bring to 154 that we haven't seen before? Like I said before, you're going to see a season, Danny Garcia. A lot of skill, a lot of will, and a lot of power. I want to knock more people out at 154. I want to show people that how really strong and big I am. That's what I really want to do. Like July 30th, I want to, I want to knock Jose Benavidez out. Man, I like it. Uh, Jarrell Hill from uh, Twitter asks, would you ever consider changing trainers or bring on an additional experienced trainer to work with your father? You know, that's up to Angel, whatever he wants to do. I'm open, I'm open to do whatever Angel wants to do. So if he says no, how would it? If he says yeah, yeah. So, you know, I let my pop be the boss when it comes to that. Uh, Renee from Twitter says, uh, has the money and success uh, diminished or lessened your passion or hunger in the sport? Not at all. Not at all. Like I said before, um, this is my 40th professional fight coming up. And, um, yeah, I did feel a little mentally tired, you know, of training and, you know, fighting at this level for a while because there is a lot of pressure. But like I said before, I feel great again, and my passion for the sport has never changed. Mr. Mello asks, what future bouts do you see yourself uh, going after and how long do you plan to stay at this weight? Well, at first, you know, I got to, my first, you know, I got to get, Benavidez is the only thing on my mind right now, to be honest. You know, it's a, it's a big fight for me, believe it or not, because this determines a lot for my career. So I have to make a statement. I want, you know, at this new weight class against Benavidez, he's hungry. So I got to go in there and dominate him. And then we could, we could uh, talk about future opponents or weight classes. Mm-hmm. How, how much longer do you see yourself fighting, Danny? You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I want to take it one fight at a time. That's my mindset. One fight at a time. And if when my body says, look, you, you can't compete, you can't keep up with these guys no more, then that's when I'll stop. But right now, I feel great. Uh, Alex uh, asks, um, how many more fights for you, Danny Garcia? And are you bringing boots into camp? And will oh, it's a, this is a triple question? It says how many more fights, Danny? Are you bringing boots into your camp? And will you KO Benavidez? Yeah, I definitely want to KO uh, Benavidez. And Boots is my guy, man. Boots is you know is the future of boxing. To be honest, most talented boxers in um in the sport right now. And right now for him, it's all about time. And so I'm happy to see what he's gonna do and. He's going to carry Philadelphia in for a long time. So, you know, Boots is doing his own thing, and, you know, I'm doing my own thing. So, but he's definitely a great young fighter, and he's going to be around for a long time. You know what? And, and it's interesting because uh, what, what kind of advice have you given him? Because so many of us, and I say us boxing fans, want to see him in those big fights. But you know this, boxing is a business, and – all of these guys at the top, it's like, why would I fight this young hungry lion right now? Right. Um, especially when you've got, you know, Spence and Crawford, they're, they're worried about each other exactly. being becoming undisputed, you know, and then you have Thurman who was like, well, why should I fight this young hungry lion? I want, I want the title guys. What, what kind of advice do you give a guy like Jerome Boots in his, who, who, you know, who wants to be in the mix? You know what I, I, what I told him, I seen him at the fights in Philly. I just told him right now for him, it's just about timing. You know, just waiting for your time. And when your time comes, 
take advantage of it. And I feel like it's soon. You know, let these guys handle their business. This is a fight. Um, when I say these guys, um, Crawford and Spence, this is a fight that has been built up for a long time. A lot of fans want to see that fight. After that fight, there will be one welterweight champion. And those guys are going to move up. You know, business will be finished for those guys. And 147 will be wide open. So we're looking at one or two fights where he can – all he has to do is wait one or two fights, and then the division is his. And then all he has to do is go in there and win. Good advice. Great advice. Okay, Danny Garcia, we come to the last segment of the show. It is the last thing. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Now that you're gone, in your opinion, who is the biggest puncher in the welterweight division? That's a good question. Um, I would say uh, that's a good question because uh, they all got kind of like the same power, to be honest with you. They're all like, they all kind of like, they don't really have one-punch knockout power. Thurman kind of has one-punch knockout power, but he never really did it at a high level at 147. So I, I would say most of those guys are got the same type of power. Uh yeah, so I, I really can't. I really can't say they all kind of have the same type of power where they got to hit you with a couple shots or break you down to knock you out. Hmm. Um, Boots Ennis, we had him on the show. He told us he believes he's ready and would beat uh, both Errol Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford right now. You know him. What do you think? Now he's definitely ready, and he definitely has the tools to do it. You know, I believe in him. About that, uh, give me the one fighter that Danny Garcia has always had in the back of his mind. They're like, man, I would really like to get in the ring with this cat, but for whatever reason, it just it never has panned out. I always wanted to fight. Uh, I thought me and Mikey Garcia would have been a great fight. I think that would have been a, me and Mikey would have been a great fight. I think that's a fight that never happened. There would have been a great fight. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of us talked about that. The fighting Garcias. Which one was the better fighting right. Garcia? Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, listen, we know how much you love Philly and your Philly guy. Give me the Mount Rushmore then of Philly rappers. Philly rappers? Jeez, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're a music too guy good, too. There's too many good rappers in Philly, and I want them to get mad at me if I say their names. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just going to say every Philly rapper, the greatest rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> oh, boy, Limbo, you skated through yeah. that one. Okay, last but not least, Danny Garcia. Cool boy Steph, Stephen Fulton Jr., one of my, my favorites. Guy. Listen, he's the only, the only world champion right now repping mm-hmm. Philly. In your opinion, who will be the next world champion out of Philly? Will it be Jerome Boots Ennis or Danny Garcia? You know, I, I feel like we'll both be champions, to be honest with you. I feel like we'll both do it. I feel like we're both on the path, you know, to be a world champions. And I, I feel like it would be great if Philadelphia had three world champions, you know. And that'll be, that'll be the Absolutely. icing on the cake because Philly Absolutely. is a fighting city. And it's like we're known for fighters. So if we had three world champions, that'll be great. I think the last time we had two world champions, Absolutely. it was me and Bernard. Me and Bernard were champions at the same time. You're right. Yep. So you're right. You know, it would be great. Uh, listen, you know, I, I say this and I mean it. 
The sport of boxing is always really good when Danny Garcia is in the mix and thriving, man. You are a great guy outside of the ring, inside of the ring. You know how much I, I, I love you. So it's great to see you back. I can't wait to see you July 30th on Showtime Championship Boxing. Thanks, man. I, I can't wait either. I'm excited. I'm about to go to the gym right now. Beat up on some of these young guys, so I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sure. I love to hear that, man. Sure. Hey, listen, that's what we do here on the last day. We deliver the biggest names in the sport, and Danny Garcia is one of them, and he's coming back. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week. I want a new start for me and my son. It's time to start a new chapter. Love, is it just a word? Spy, you show up. Sometimes things don't go the way you plan. I'm not the one who's causing all the damage around here. The only way we're gonna change Chicago is if we do it from the inside. I came here because my choice was simple live or die. My species is dying. Why are you telling me this? You are vital to the mission. Go. Take him. Now. 